saw a world full of trouble now I thought, how do we ever get so far down And how's it ever gonna turn around So I turned my eyes to heaven I thought, God, why don't you do something Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of People living in poverty Children sold into slavery The thought disgusted me So I shook my fist at heaven Welcome to season two of the People at Your Service podcast, known as PAYS or P A Y S, where we're honored to introduce you, the audience, to an awesome person of service. I'm your host, Steve King. Each episode is recorded in Blue Ash, Ohio, at our new co working home that I fondly call Joseph's Marketplace on behalf of our building owner, Joseph Beckett. And we uh, record each episode in our grandma's comfy couch studio in honor of my saint of a mother in law, Peg Ainge, passed in August of 2021. And Bob is We've talked about in my life, grandmas have been incredible people of service that uh, just make the world a better place, right? So both Peg is grandma to my kids and, and my mom is grandma to my kids and my grandmothers. So so uh, this season two is our founder season, uh, Bob, where we're talking with servant-hearted founders that have started companies, organizations, nonprofits, key initiatives uh, to serve others and make the world a better place, right? Just like grandmas do. So, so thank you for being on. Uh, here with us here. So, uh, so today on the virtual couch, we've got uh, Mr. Bob Goodwin. Bob is uh, a friend and the founder of Career Club, an innovative tech-enabled placement uh, firm serving the market by offering a full life cycle suite of services, including recruiting and outplacement services as a human-centric firm focused on helping employees find their next uh, ideal next placement. So, so Bob, welcome uh, for that. Uh, it's it's a pleasure to have you here, and uh, welcome to be on the virtual couch. Steve, it's, a, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, uh, appreciate it. And so, uh, Bob, we always start off with just giving you the guest. I took a swing at an introduction of you and Career Club and kind of what you guys are doing, but uh, give us a real introduction. Tell us a little bit about Bob Goodwin. Introduce yourself, if you would, to the audience. No, thank you. Um, so... No, I think that was great. I aspired to be the person you introduced. Um, so uh, just a little bit about me personally, married for children, and we have four grandchildren. We just welcomed our fourth into the world two weeks ago, so that's exciting. Wow. And uh, just up the road from you, uh, up in Mainville, Ohio, just outside of yeah. Cincinnati. Um, nice. Professionally, um, I'm a sales executive. I've been in sales my whole career. Uh, past 20 years in uh, market research, which means I've been working with big brands like Procter, Coca-Cola, Samsung, helping them with their marketing initiatives. And so kind of professionally, sales and marketing is my domain. And mm -hmm. then uh, relatedly, but, but secondarily, you know, I enjoy networking. You love to network. I love to network. It's, yeah. it's a very positive energy thing for me to introduce two people that I think are going to get along well. And yeah. so I enjoy networking. Um, again, as you probably have also experienced, when you're on the networking circuit, you end up meeting a lot of people in job transition because they're actively networking, trying to find their next thing. Yes. And so it became pretty clear to me almost immediately that a job search is a big sales and marketing exercise that people don't tend to recognize it for being that. 
One, because yeah. they're not in sales or marketing, and then two, just never really kind of connected those dots. And yet, if you think about it, you know, you're trying to sell yourself. You're the product. And, you know, what's, what's your value proposition? How do you contribute? How do you communicate that in a clear and compelling way? Who's the target yeah. audience for what you do? Those are all things marketers would think about. And right. then on the sales side of it, it's, I mean, a networking call, an interview, those are sales calls straight up. Yes. And yes. then there's also, you know, you need a big pipeline of opportunities because right. you've got to hit your quota and a salesperson knows that they need a lot of stuff working in their funnel, right? Yes. The good news is a job seeker, I have a quota of one. I only need one new job, right? I'm not yes. building the book of business. But again, most people aren't salespeople and those behaviors and even that mindset oftentimes is a new thing for them. So right. uh, at the end of 2020, left my corporate job and started Career Club where we're bringing sales and marketing tools and techniques to help mm -hmm. clients find jobs that are meaningful to them. Yeah, I love it. And, and talk a little bit about the human-centric approach. I know that's an important mm. term to you yes. and something that, that I think really uh, differentiates you uh, from a lot of the other firms that are out there kind of doing some of these types of work here. Yeah. So, so one of the other things that was apparent to me, you know, almost immediately as I got into this networking cycle, was just how emotionally down people can get. You yeah. know, they're they're trying to get to yes, you know, somebody to offer them a job, and right. the way I say is the road to yes is littered with no, and it, it's it's very depressing for people. Yes. And yes. so. Part of the ethos of Career Club is to be able to encourage people, to empower people, and to enable them. And the way I say this, if I can only do one, I want to encourage you. Because again, it's really almost a ministry to, to our clients to come alongside them, you know, because they've been disassociated from their job, their colleagues, in a lot of cases, their identity. And yes. job search is a team sport. It is not a solo sport. And so being able to encourage people as they go through you know, all the inevitable rejection on the way to the one yes is really core to what we do. And so you know, when we say human-centric, th these are real people, right? They're not cells on a spreadsheet. Right. And, and how do we come around and support them as a human being, not just as a worker? How did you uh, – so, Bob, how did you feel called to – Going to start the business. You're a sales and marketing guy, you know, versus a, a human resources guy, I guess, right? If you think about kind of a lot of times recruiting, outplacement services, that all resides in the human resource space. So here you are now bringing these kind of different tools, techniques, and things to the equation. What 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 was the call that hey, there's a business that needed to be created around this? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've been thinking about it for quite a long while. Like, what is the business? Here. Like I, I get the the helping part of it, but what's the commercial enterprise? And right. what I didn't want to do was be predatory, you know, and just sort of ambulance chase, you know, people mm -hmm. that lost their job or whatever. Um, but at the end of 2020, I, I was having on the surface a lot of success at my corporate job, but I wasn't having fun. And yeah. you know. Kind of, we talk about Sunday night, you know, Sunday night scaries or whatever the term is that people would use for that. I could relate to that. Yeah. And then, you know, also 
in 2020. Some people may remember we had this pandemic thing that happened. And, you know, 30 million people have been laid off. 40 million people have lost their jobs. I mean, just like these epic numbers of job losses. And I had a friend who challenged me. He's like, dude, if you're not going to do this now, like, when are you going to do this? Like, people need your help more than ever. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not having fun doing what I'm doing in my real job. Yeah. There seems to be a, a really big need for how I know we could be helping people. And it just now was the time. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, good, uh, good on you for for taking that leap, if you will, that courageous leap. Uh, uh, of course, all of us as founders encounter challenges, some headwinds along the way. What are some of the challenges that you've had, and and kind of speak to that, if you would? Yeah, just that. I mean, first of all, I'm the accidental venture capitalist, right? So, you know, you, you, you keep <laughs> investing in the business, you know, I think sometimes more than you think that you would initially. I like to say the uh, the entrepreneur's cocktail is equal parts hubris and naivete, right? The hubris is like, this yes. is a brilliant idea. Like, of course, everybody's going to want this. And the naivete is, you know, it's just going to build really fast. And like, I can yeah. just go build a spreadsheet and we'll add 10 and then 20 and then 50 and 100. And, you know, it gets uh, exponential very quickly. This is amazing. Right. And, of right. course, it does not work out that way. Um, the other piece, you know, is the original concept for a career club was a CRM tool mm-hmm. instead of people using clunky spreadsheets to be, to organize their job search, to manage their pipeline and all their contacts. And then we infused it with data because one of the other observations besides people are disorganized is that they didn't know all the cool companies out there. They only knew the ones they knew. And yeah. so we acquired a database that you would allow our clients to go search for the kinds of companies that would be most interested, to, interesting to them and interested in them as employees. Um, what I learned was that I'm not my client. I'm a salesperson. I built what I would use, mm. right? But most people aren't salespeople. And so, you know, like in real estate, when they talk about um, it's charming and that means it's small. Right. So I would demo this tool that we built, the CRM plus the data that was all tailored around job search. And and people go, oh, my gosh, this is like really comprehensive. And I finally, finally learned comprehensive means overwhelming. It's like, good boy, Bob. It's like, no. I'm just, I, I don't even know what to do. This is like so much. And so that was one thing that was like, I wasn't expecting that. I like that, Bob, this is really amazing part. But what they were really saying is, I, I can't use this. It's too much for right. me. And right. then a second kind of big aha that we had along the way was unemployment for quite a while has been very low, less than 4%. Yes. And so if all you're going after are people that are out of work, that's a fairly narrow market to go chase. Yeah. If you open up the aperture a little bit and find people who aren't happy in their current role, that's somewhere between 40 to 50 percent of people like are jumping up and down about their job. So the problem for them is, yes, I don't like my job. No, I don't know how to go find a new one. But comma, I don't have time. I've already got a job, I've got a family, I've got whatever else is going on in my real life. And so, dude, I don't know when I would go do this massive job search 
of so right. I just kind of press easy apply on LinkedIn every once in a while to see, you know, it's like buying a lottery ticket. So <laughs> the headwind was love what you've got. I can't or won't use it. And so what we ended up doing was wrapping professional services around the core offering, those core assets. So partnering with resume writers, partnering with career coaches, partnering with clinical psychologists to help people work through some of the issues that they've got going on that are preventing them from being successful. And so the way I say it is the DNA of Career Club hasn't changed. It's still the same. Yeah. It's yeah. just how it manifests itself. You know, I want gravity to pull me. I want the market to pull me to where it wants to yeah. be. So I'm not married to one solution set or service offering. I am married to the general concept of bringing a more human-centric approach using yeah. sales and marketing tools to help yeah. people find a career that matters to them. Very open to how that manifests itself in a way that you know, works for our clients. And so it sounds like, you know, part of your client, your, your sale is that, that B2C, you're helping Steve King, individual job searcher that is maybe I'm employed or maybe I'm unemployed and in transition and I need help and assistance. Um, but I know also you're doing kind of corporate outplacement services yeah. as well, right? So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So it's a, it's a great observation because always since the very beginning, you know, I want to help the individual job seeker because that's that's who my heart kind of bleeds for because sure. companies have all the advantages. They've got technology and budgets and staff and everything and, and a job that they're offering. And the candidate doesn't have any of these tools. Right. And so it really feels like a David and Goliath. So my heart is with David in helping them fight a better fight to go get the job. Having said that, selling one at a time is selling one at a time. Yeah. And you know, when a company might, and of course at the time we're taping this, this is happening every day in the news of layoffs. And you went to work today and you came home with a box with all of your personal belongings. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's fairly devastating and it's happening in big numbers. Yeah. And so, uh, ironically, again, maybe this is more the market bringing us to where it wants us to be. But twice I've had friends, former colleagues who said, hey, love what you're doing at Career Club. My company's getting ready to make a staffing decision that's right. going to negatively impact some folks. Is right. that something you could help them with? I'm like, yeah. So, yeah. you know, now, you know, instead of getting you know, Julie job seeker one at a time, it's like, hey, we just like go of 12 people. We just like go of 20 people and yeah. they all come like en masse to Career Club. And as we've looked at it, it's like that's an area that's very ripe for innovation. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of traditional outplacement is all about scale. Like that that's their number one selling point is, hey, you just like go of 2,000 people, we're your firm. And we're we're not obviously ready to go take on somebody that's like go of 2,000 people. So rather than be big box, we positioned ourselves as being boutique mm -hmm. and being more empathetic and more human centric. And back to the, the way that I expressed it earlier, you know, these aren't just cells in the CFO spreadsheet trying to make a number. These yeah. are real people who've suffered a real loss. And we yeah. think that we can add, and we're experiencing the fact that we can add real value to those people who've lost their jobs. So yes, now there's this more B2B element to it to complement the B2C side of it. 
and so can you speak to that? I'd, I'd love to kind of love on you and, and celebrate you a little bit and, and some of the successes you've had, but is there a success or two that you could kind of point to from a business standpoint where you're helping a company or two along the way? Yeah. So, I mean, well, just on the individual job seeker very quickly, I got a referral from somebody, uh, you know, probably been four or five months ago now, and somebody had worked here in Cincinnati, relocated to another city here in the U.S., mm-hmm. and regretted their move. And this is a guy with a family, and they were all missing Cincinnati. They wanted to come back home. He had no idea how to go make that happen. He knew yeah. he didn't like the job that he was at. They were not as happy as they thought they would be in that community, and they yeah. wanted to come back home, and they had no idea how to do it. Sure. And so... You know, fast forward, getting him in the process, providing him some coaching, providing him with you know, a killer resume, killer LinkedIn profile. Recruiters started finding him on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had a, a coffee with him a couple of weeks ago and it did my heart good knowing yeah. they're back in Loveland and yeah. they're so happy to be back home. And you, we were the conduit yeah. that, that allowed that to happen. That's awesome. Which yeah. is cool. Congratulations. Yeah, for sure. And anything on the on the on the business side, I know that you've been taking a different kind of a a human boutique, as you said, right? Uh, you're not doing hundreds or thousands, but you are helping if they've got to let go a few or, or a dozen or whatever. Uh, yeah. Anything to that end? Yeah, yeah. So we picked up a client in December where. They had received funding, venture capital funding. And of course, the reason you get that kind of money is to go scale the business, which means you're hiring. And so this company got $35 million. They started hiring and the venture capital dynamic turned on a dime. And all of a sudden, the money that was supposed to last them two years, they were told now had to last them four years. Mm. So like, oh, no, all these right. people we just hired. Right. For, you know, last in, first out. Yeah. Yeah. So people that had some in some cases been there literally three weeks, a month, three months were let go and they were just devastated. They had quit a good job to come join this startup and blah, blah, blah. Sure. And yeah. so, I mean, part of the, the the reality of this is, you know, we've got people who are pretty shaken emotionally. Right. And, you know, uh, I've got a I don't know if you can see this. Grab it, but you know, like a note from a client. And this yeah. is somebody that the first time I met her, she was in Love tears, it. literally in tears, because yeah. she thought she worked for a family. And what she found out was she worked at a company, and a company made a business decision. And it's like, you know, hi, Bob, just a little note to say that I truly appreciate the amazing you and all that you and the Career Club team are doing to help me find my next adventure. Smiley mm-hmm. face. So yeah. she's not even all the way to bright yet in terms of yeah. having her next role. But right. again, just being able to provide that emotional support so that she can get up on Monday morning and go back at it again. And she's getting yeah. closer and closer to landing. So that kind of thing is my why is yeah. knowing that we're helping somebody like her, you know, kind of get back in the game and, yeah. and not just curl up in a ball. And, you know, be afraid, ashamed, confused, angry, but start to be forward looking and, and figure out what's next. 
Yeah, that's great. Well, good on you for that. So, and what's next for you? So if we think about 2023, now that we're a couple months in, uh, what's on the horizon for Career Club this year? So we're definitely doubling down on next, what we call next placement, which is, you know, helping uh, employees that are transitioning away from a company. So the one that had the bad conversation with their HR person today and now yeah. needs to go. And so we're becoming part of the severance package so that you know, we can be the emergency room to take that person and start getting them healthier and on to mm. you know, the next mm. thing in their career. And yeah. so um, that's very, very big for us. And then you had mentioned during the very generous intro that you did that you're kind of full cycle. We're also doing yeah. recruiting, which is okay. really a lot of fun. Um, I think I've got almost 10,000 followers on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. And so being able to you know, go to that deep network, that reservoir of talent, because as much as we read about layoffs, there's still twice as many job postings as there are candidates, right? Yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. You, you would think it's the opposite of that, but sure. that's not the case. So companies are still hiring. They're being right. pretty selective, but they're still hiring. And so you know, the ability to go mine our network and go help them find quality candidates is, again, you know, a different business model that we're bringing. So it's not traditional executive search, um, right. but it feels a little bit more like an employee referral to the client company. But sure. if it's got career clubs kind of seal of good uh, you know, approval on it, yeah. like this is a good candidate. If career clubs recommending this person, they're going to be pretty good. Um, yeah. It's been a really, really gratifying part of the business as well because we're watching both the company get the, you know, their need met, but helping people move on and progress in their careers. Uh, and work is such an important part of our lives and in our self-esteem and all the things. Uh, it's just very gratifying to not only take people that have been displaced, but also people are just looking to grow in their career and right. help them find that next rung on the ladder. So how has the market received, you're a market research guy at heart, right? How has the market received just in your formal, informal kind of research or survey of this, I think, kind of a unique value proposition where you've got this, you know, we, we can kind of get you placed in if when you're exiting, people are going to be exiting. That just happens in the normal course of career. Both you and I are kind of north of 50, right? We've experienced that. We've seen friends and others that have experienced that. Um I think it's a really innovative approach, but what are you hearing, feeling, sensing in the marketplace when you kind of bring this full yeah. suite? Yeah, no, I mean, thankfully, again, you know, I really don't want to force a value proposition that the market doesn't want. That just frustrates everybody. So right. what's been very encouraging is people are like, this is different, this feels different, this feels more efficient, it feels more cost-effective, faster. So, I mean, those are all really good things. And yeah. there's also a little bit of a virtuous cycle that's built in there because sometimes, and we've had this, where somebody got laid off from company A, and what didn't mean they were a bad person or not good at their job or anything. It's got zero to do with their value. What it's got to do is that company hired too many people and doesn't have right. enough cash to support all the people that they hired. And right. so, you know, with company A let go of that person, company B is being really smart and strategic, being able to go pluck some talent out of the marketplace. And right. so 
you know, it, it's even kind of creating a closed loop there in some yeah. cases that is extremely efficient for everybody. That's excellent. No, it makes all the sense in the world. And I think about it, you know, I've had the opportunity as you have working with big companies, right? Yeah. And then also working with smaller companies and, and a few in between. And I think that just that cycle of life is just part of the company, part of people's careers, just part of kind of what happens and the ability to kind of apply those tools just makes it just makes a lot of sense. So uh, yeah. that's that's exciting. That's exciting horizon. All right, my friends. So it's time to roll the dice. Uh, uh, I, I will. Uh, I will roll the dice uh, for you here. So, no hard uh, questions. Yeah. Well, lucky number seven. So of, of course that's the most popular number here. So, um, so, so uh, you know, many successful entrepreneurs, uh, Bob, have cited luck as playing a role in their success. What What is your take on luck within your founder's journey? Okay. So I don't know if another one of your lucky dice questions will, will be around faith, but I'm not a luck person. Like, I don't believe in luck. Sure. Um, I am uh, a sowing and reaping person, right? Yes. So I, I think that that's a, I don't think, I know that's a real principle, right? We 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 do the work, we, we do the best we know how. The example I always use is the farmer in his yes. field. And so there's the field, like, Okay, so now I need to go pick the field, clear the field, you know, till it, plow it, plant it, do all the things I need, weed it, keep varmints out of it. Like I got to do all the stuff as a good farmer. I know how to go do. But at the end of the day, God's in the sun and rain business. Mm. And he blesses what he's going to bless, how he blesses, when he blesses. and, Mm. And like, I'm okay with that because in the meantime, well, back to my entrepreneur's cocktail, right? Like, come on, man. Like, you know, this is brilliant. I'm brilliant. And this is a great idea. Yeah. What's going to take longer is learning the lessons. Like there's a reason it's not happening as fast as I want it to happen. And maybe that's okay. Maybe I'm not ready for it. Maybe whatever, but just timing isn't there yet. But having said that, the risk of mixing metaphors, I don't expect God to give me an A on a test I haven't studied for, right? Well, okay, Lord, it's all up to you. Well, no, not really. Like you, you got to do your part here. So, sure. I'm not a big luck person. Yeah. I, I do believe in putting. I'm, I'm a work person. I'm all for doing the work, but I'm also into not being completely obsessed. Yeah. Like I want to. I want to leave space for you yeah. know God to do what only He can do. Yeah. Amen. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That's great. So, all right, before I, before we do our uh, podcast goodbyes, uh, I'd just like to, uh, you know, ask if there's any sort of piece of advice that you've got for fellow founders or, or for people that might be feeling called to found something, right? You work with people in transition, you work with people that are considering transition, you work with people that have been tapped out, you know, by no choice of their own. And now they're in this space here but uh, what what advice do you have for uh, founders or people thinking about it yeah i so taking my own medicine yeah. here for a minute um is i don't want to operate out of fear i want to operate in faith if if i had a brain in my head i would just go get a corporate job and go make good money for a few more years and done and dusted but i wouldn't be I wouldn't be faithful. I, I would be operating out of fear. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it took me, you asked me earlier about, you know, 
uh, why career club? Why then? Why now? You know, yeah. I've been noodling on this for a long time. It wasn't just like, oh, well, I think I'm just going to make something up on the fly. Like I knew there was a real business there. Well, right. I knew there was a real need there because I'd been around that need for 15 sure. years. Yeah. And no pixie dust had been sprinkled on it, made it go away. And I knew it wasn't going away. So I'd done the research to yeah. know, basically, to know that there's a real need and it's a big market and it's going unserved or underserved yeah. anyway. So yeah. that part. So is there a real thing there? Do you know there's a real thing there? Yeah. And then secondly is at some point you, you got to make a leap. You just, yeah. you just have to go and I'm not going to live a life of regrets. I would never teach my child to go do that. Hey, always do the safe thing. Don't take any risks. Hey, you know, satisfaction making a difference isn't worth it. You know, be safe. Yeah. And, and again, because the mission of career club is helping other people, yeah. you know, like, like I don't want to take venture capital money. Now, I might end up contradicting myself another day, but I don't want to take venture capital money because they're going to make me operate in a way that isn't true to me, potentially. And and I want to be about helping other people because I believe if we do that well, because that's our why, then the rest of it will come. And I think when you get those backwards, it can get really goofy really quickly. So the, that's the long answer. The short answer is... Don't operate in fear, operate in faith. I love it. So I, there's a uh, Matthew West, a Christian contemporary artist that I'm a huge fan of. He's got a song called What If, and he wants to live with uh, with a with with a life with no what ifs, right? He doesn't want to be sitting there and saying, what if I would have done this? What if I would have tried this? So that, that living in faith, not in fear, I think is just such a great ap yeah. uh, apropos statement for, for us, all of us as founders here. So, so thank you for that. All right, my awesome. friend, if people want to get hold of you, uh, what's the best way? You, you mentioned 10,000 LinkedIn connections or followers here, so that's pretty Please, substantial. Yeah, connect with me <laughs> on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Um, the website is career.club. So okay. no .com in there. It's just career.club. And that's, then my email is bob at career.club. Uh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for your your time, your heart, for your servant leadership, for serving <laughs> others to help others. I mean, I'm grateful for that. I, I see that firsthand when we have an opportunity to collaborate and work together. And I just uh, wish you continued success in the the, the uh, continued launch, growth, and success of Career Club. Thank you so much, Steve. It's great being here. Thanks so much for having me. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Right back at you. Anytime. All right. All right. Okay.